Thanks for checking out the Bridge Podcast. It's not a mistake you found us. We pray God speaks to you today. Check us out Sundays at 10.30 a.m. For more information, go to sfbridge.org. phrase and I would hear this all the time I would hear somebody say God is doing awesome things in our church and I'm like well what's he doing oh he's doing awesome things like what really cool stuff man can you quantify it and I I hated it I like I became so like anti like don't say that phrase like like when people are like man God's just doing amazing things in our church and then I would be where you are right now and I'd be like like what tell me (laughs) it, sucker, <laughs> you know, and anybody like the proof with the pudding, come on, you know, I do, I do, and so I want that, and so I'm going to say my most hated phrase this morning to you is that God is moving in and through our church, all right, and I believe it today, I'm not just, and you're probably like, prove it then, all right, I'm glad you said that, um, first of all, let me just say this, I wasn't even going to say this, but this morning when we were worshiping, and uh, you had a very ugly bass player this morning, but while your bass player was worshiping, he was looking out and he saw some of our, our teenagers and, and some of our teenagers this morning I have to tell you man just the pursuit that they had towards Jesus this morning blessed me and I don't know if they blessed you as well so um, but that has to do with what God is doing because I hate to tell you uh, 85% of people who are 18 or younger are those that will give their lives to Christ more than anyone after that age. And so if our focus is not on the younger generation, then our focus isn't on the right thing. And so kudos to our awesome Pastor Derek who, man, yeah, come on, give it up for him. Come on. He's been discipling these teens for the last two and a half years. And, you know, this last week, uh, he, he really didn't promote Valley Fair much because he said, I just want a small group of kids. And, and he ended up having like over 20 kids that came with him. And, and I said, that's awesome, man. And, and what it is, is you might think in your mind, because me as a person who likes fun, and uh, I, I enjoy fun, I enjoy Valley Fair, Steel Venom, come on. And uh, I, I love it, Renegade, yeah. And... Uh, it's not about the roller coaster, you know, and he spent time with your kids at camp, sacrificing maybe a couple years of his life to be there uh, that week, and, and I just want to, again, thank him, but here's the deal, those investments, those are not financial investments, they're eternal investments that pay off because we have a gentleman within this church that loves your kids and loves my kids and has done a great job doing that, and so took them all day to Valley fair. So Derek is not buying your lunch today. You're going to buy his, all right? So, uh, no, he'll buy if you want. But uh, I just want to, again, can we just give a shout so he can hear us? Come on, he's back in the K-5 right now. We love you, Derek, if you can hear us. But God is doing awesome things in and through this church, The Bridge. And if I haven't had the pleasure of getting to know you or your story, I got to know some of you this morning just briefly, uh, I just want you to know we're here to do life. We're here to be the church like, just like the video showed. And that's this whole series through August. It's called Game Changer. The game is changing for the local church. What does that mean? Seriously, if you missed last week, please listen to the podcast or, or listen to it on Facebook Live because we want you to know that I believe firmly that the whole atmosphere of church, not just for us, but is changing in our in our entire world. And so I think if we don't change with it, we're going to miss out. Uh, and I think the church for so often, for so long, 
And I'm not trying to like diss our church. I'm just trying to share facts. We've missed out. Not just the bridge church, but we've missed out because what's happened is we've created this culture and we have no one else to blame, but we've created what I call a consumerism culture where we, we set up a buffet of great worship and a buffet of great messages and a buffet of great children's ministry and a buffet of great youth ministry and a buffet of all these great things. And there's nothing wrong with them, but we have to realize that's not the end. That's just the beginning to where God wants to springboard us, or you saw it launch in this video, to what he has for us next. And I believe what he has for us as a church next isn't just a one-hour service Sunday morning where it's like the best service in the world. We hope it's good. But I believe he wants you to have the best life because you're living for him outside of these walls, not just one hour for him every single hour of your life. And that's discipleship. That's that cost. That's that difference that I believe God is doing. And so you might say, okay, Chris, well, what is he doing? Here's, here's other things that I believe God is, is doing in and through our church that we have seen. And, and one is financially, I just want to do a quick thank you to those that have provided financially. We are in the black by like five or $10,000 this year, which in, in our nine years, my wife and I planted the church nine years ago, and uh, we have never seen that before, ever. There have been times where we started, I was delivering pizzas for Domino's because we didn't know how that we were going to do this. And, and many of you have sacrificed and given your time. So can we just give a huge thanks to God for that? That's awesome. And that's huge thank you to you. We have invested into our community, into our school district, into our chamber of commerce, into the people and individuals that make up our school district. We have invested and invested and invested over the last nine and a half years. And, and I am a product of that investment. I didn't grow up uh, Christian, didn't grow up there. And, uh, uh, you know, it was a product of people investing into my life saying, hey, we have to be the church in the world, not of the world, but in it. And, and that's what we have to continue to do. So a few weeks ago, I received a Facebook message, and I don't know about you, but I hate Facebook messages because half of them are all scams, you know? Half of you have sent me videos to watch that you never sent me to watch, okay? And, uh, it, yeah, you, you're all like, you all have spam on there, you just don't know about it. And uh, I get this message from a person that's a part of our school administration here, and he reached out and he sent me this uh, news story, and I was really excited about it, and, and I have to confess to you my truth, I didn't read it. And so I saw it and I just shot a thumbs up, that's cool, without me ever even reading it. So a couple weeks after, Heather and I were on vacation, I got back and, and I looked at it and it said, uh, I, I read the whole thing and it was this thing that's happening in Elbertville uh, right now and it's called the Breakfast Club. Anyone heard of that or saw it on the news? It's really cool. If you're not familiar with it, uh, just Google it later, but what it is is there was a, a family in Albertville that decided to uh, start uh, this breakfast club where they did it you know, once every other week and they just provided breakfast for the students and then for the last five minutes before they had to go to class in the morning, they would just tell these students that God loved them. And, and I'm going, okay... Now, now, go back to me, this message. This is a message I'm sent from somebody, part of our school administration. And I'm thinking, okay, this is great. Is this just kind of a pie-in-the-sky thing? So I reach out to him. I read the whole thing. And, and he says, why don't you come over to my house and we'll meet? And I'm going, what is going on here? And, and I just want you to know this, church, that this doesn't happen all the time. Okay? There, are, there are waves of grace that God provides to his church locally, worldwide, to missionaries. And right now, I believe we are on a giant wave of grace that we need to ride, and we need to ride it well. Man, if I live in California, I'm a surfer, okay? I windsurf all the time. I love it. 
And so we have to surf this wave as long as God wants. And here's how we're doing it. Not once did I reach out to the school district and go, I have this idea. The school district came to us and they said, to me in this message, I met with this person, this individual. I've met with other people, other pastors now. This thing is growing. It's crazy. It wasn't even something that we were like, let's do this. So the school, somebody, part of our school administration said, hey, would you team up with other people within the community and would you guys come right next to the school, you know, the late start uh, Wednesdays once a month and would you do, you know, do this and we can, and, and the person I was sitting with said, and we'll even help cover some of the cost. And then I went to lunch with somebody right after that, who's here right now, I'm going to pick on them but not share your name, and, and they just said, well, if there's any funding that needs to, you know, be available for that, we'll cover whatever, whatever else needs to. And I'm going, I don't have to fundraise for this event. I don't have to market for this event. It's just happening. And and here's what it is. It's the school district saying, Bridge Church, help, because we see a need for our students to know God. And they're asking us to jump in on this, and they're asking us to get there. Now, that's the good. Here's the bad. The bad is, a few weeks ago, we started raising money for our lighting. If you look up for our lighting, um, it's going to cost us $11,000 to do this. We have had $75 come in for the lighting. Now, here's what that tells me. We're not ready for that as a church yet, and that's okay. When we are, we're going to do it because we've had so many people walk in and go, man, I'm either bright in the light or it's dark. There's no condemnation. There's no guilt. We don't have it within our budget to do, but it's something we want to do eventually. Our first, and you might say 11000 for lights. It seems insane. Each one of these lights is about $1,500 above you, and we looked at uh, doing that. It was going to cost about eleven grand. To be very honest, I want to do that eventually, but that pales in comparison to reaching students that need Jesus, okay? We can get over, if you're in the light or in the dark right now, all right? Oh, come on, we can clap better than that, come on. Now, if one of you has a check for $11,000, I won't say no, all right? But we are going to focus with where the Holy Spirit is moving and on that wave, and that's the wave. Sometimes as a leader, you get it right. Sometimes you get it wrong. And so I think we want to do that eventually. Uh, when it's the time, we'll do it. But right now, we're going to focus on, on this. It's going to happen the first time. will be September 18th. If you want to hear more about that, ask me at McDonald's after church, and I will share. We're going to just hang out there. You're welcome to come. Seriously, we're going to start doing more of that because we want to be the church. Are you awake with me this morning? Come on, somebody. <laughs> Alright, grab your Bible. If you don't have a paper book version of the Bible, you're going to hell. Um, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. I'm kidding. The person next to you is going to hell. Um, I'm kidding. For those of you that I don't know, I just joke around. I like to have fun, but I like to look at Jesus' truth. So we're going to look at Jesus' truth. And, and this is not just me preaching to you and you know a bunch of words. We're going to have fun this morning. We're going to learn about Jesus' truth. We're not going to water down this gospel at all. We're going to talk about who it is that saves, who it is that redeems, who it is the one that I love with all my heart and I've given my life for, and I pray you have as well. And so we're going to open up the Bible. If you don't have one with, no worries. We even put it on the screen for you. So if you're ready, that's what I need you to do. Say, yeah. yeah. Colossians chapter 2. Here we go. Um, Let me just recap quick uh, before we read in here. Uh, Author of Colossians is a guy named Paul. Paul wrote Colossians to the city of Colossae. He had never visited there before. And so he hadn't been present, but he wrote this to Epaphras, uh, who was basically the pastor and the church planter of this community, and his friend Timothy, who was kind of an elder of the church. And so he's writing this to encourage them, because what was happening, like our last series, Hats and Tats, they started believing in all of this religious rigmarole stuff that you had to do and you had to look like. And, you know, if, if you wore jeans with holes in them at church, you would go to hell 
things like that, okay? And so thank you, God, that that's not true. Thanks, Josh. My goal, here it is, chapter 2, verses 2 through 5. My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love. So that they may have the full riches of complete understanding. Full riches of complete understanding. I love that. In order that they may know the mystery of God, namely women. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Namely, no one joked at that. Wow. And there are some men in here that are whipped badly. All right. Um, they're still not laughing. The women are. I'm getting a cold stare right now from somebody. I'm not going to mention her name. Now back to the Bible. Know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I tell you this so that none of you may deceive you by... None of, now... No one may deceive you by fine-sounding arguments. I love this. For though I'm absent from you in body, it wasn't there, I'm present with you in spirit and delight to see how disciplined you are and how firm your faith in Christ is. Now, there's two things in here that I want to pull out. So we're going to go deep for a little bit, and then we're going to go real practical today. First two things is this. I noticed that it was not about how they were doing church, okay? It wasn't about like, do we have the lighting right? It wasn't about, do we have the worship right? It wasn't about, is the preaching expository preaching deep from the Bible? Or was it topical preaching on, on you know, certain things? Because I love next September, we do at the movies, look at current movies, and we pull things out of those movies. I love that. It wasn't about that, but it was how they live their lives. It's how we as Christians live our lives. It's not just about the service here. And so there's three mysteries that are talked about. Uh, and here's the second thing is from chapter 1 until now. There's three that I want to show you. First is this. The church is the body of Christ. The church is the body of Christ. Maybe you're like, well, duh. But I think sometimes we get that wrong. Okay, so pastors, yeah, I'm a part of the body of Christ. Okay, I'm not the head of it. You know, well, I'm not like a priest, okay? We can go straight to Jesus without having to go through a pastor or a priest. We, we have that availability in Jesus Christ, who is our high priest. Um, but the church is the body of Christ. So it's pastors, it's teachers, it's CEOs, which we have some here. It's general managers, which we have quite a few of you here. It's administrators, retail associates, social workers, teachers, moms, dads, kids. All of us make up the body of Christ. And if you go, well, I'm not good enough. I don't know my Bible well enough yet. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not into the... No, 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 you're not understanding. You are the body of Christ. You have a part that you get to play. Okay? You, you, maybe in the back of your mind, well, I don't need to go to McDonald's because I don't want to talk to anybody. Well, maybe your story needs to be shared with somebody. Maybe they need to hear the struggles you're going through. Well, I just want to present myself like I do on Facebook. You know, I'm about to throw up if I read one more positive thing on Facebook. Honestly? Like, can't we just be real with each other? Where did that ever go? Oh, look at it. what happened to me today. You know, like, you ain't Superman, dude. And somebody's going to steal your cape and whap you with it. All right? We all go through different things in our life all the time. Can I hear a good amen? Come on, somebody. Second is this. The second mystery, not only are we the body of Christ, the church is the second mystery, is that Christ lives in you. This was new to them. 
For us, we hear it all the time. This is the indwelling of Jesus Christ. Alright? Christ living in you. And so there was, what was happening during this time is there was a teaching. Okay, ready for it? Sorry, we're going to get a little PG-13 here. But it was a teaching on circumcision. That was happening during this time. In fact, the whole rest of chapter 2 is about this. Where they're saying, unless, unless you, these teachers were showing up and going, unless you do that, you are not a Christian. Is what they were saying. Now I'm 40. Some of you got there. I just want you to know, if somebody was walking around, and I'm 40 years old, and I had not yet had that, you know, procedure, thank you, I don't know that I'd be that big a fan. I don't know how anesthetics were in the second century. I, I'm guessing not what they were like today. And so you have to, yeah, I know it's funny, but this is literally what's taking place. They're going, whoa, 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 wait a second. got to do what to be a Christian? And they're going, no, 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 you're missing the grace of God. You're missing the understanding of it. In fact, he said, it's Christ living in you. In fact, in verse 13, it says, When you were dead in your sins, and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, he was basically like slapping them across the face, God made you what with Christ? Alive. He forgave us all our sins. Well, what about the ones I haven't done yet? He forgave them. What about the ones you did this morning? He forgave them. What about the one you do at McDonald's in a little bit? He forgave it. He forgave them all. Thank you, God, because I'm a sinner, man. And I'm saved by His grace. In fact, the rest of chapter 2, it talks about the freedom from those religious rules that we talked about really uh, in the month of July. The third one is this, the revelation of Christ. I want you to get this this morning. This revelation of Christ is one of the mysteries that we all get to receive through the power of the Holy Spirit. It's receiving all wisdom and knowledge and understanding from Him. Well, I need a pastor to teach me. I need a... No, 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 no. He can have direct relationship with you. Well, you don't know my past. I don't need to. He does. And he still wants a relationship with you. Okay? Even with you. Not the person you want to nudge right now. Colossians verse 8 here in chapter 2 says this. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on what tradition? human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on who? On Christ. On Christ. Okay. Now, that's our little deep moment for just a moment. Okay? So the mystery is those three things. It's really the church, us, the body of Christ. It's Christ living in us and it's the fact that we can all receive a revelation of Christ. That's the mystery in which Paul was talking to them about. He's saying you don't have to be circumcised. You don't have to go through all this religious junk to have this. You can just naturally have it. And so here's where I want to camp out the rest of our time this morning. I'm really, really excited about it. I can't wait to get to it. In fact, I'm so excited about it. I think I'm going to get a tattoo of this if I ever get a tattoo. In fact, maybe rather than go to McDonald's, we'll all go to the ink tattoo shop. We'll all get it together. Okay? All right? Some of you are more excited about that than some of the good points I was sharing earlier. That concerns me. That really concerns me. Okay, here it is, verse 6. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, say there next with me, continue to live your lives in Him. Continue to live your lives in Him. Wait, wait, wait a second. I, gave, I got the get out of jail, get out of hell free card. You know, I, I got it. I'm good. I'm done. Well, if that was the case, sister, brother, you wouldn't be here. God would have killed you by now. He would have taken you. You still suck in wind, you still got a purpose. Okay? You're still here right now. God has a purpose for you. Well, I'm, I'm only eight. He knows that. I'm 108. He knows that too. None of us do, but he does. Okay? Because you won't share. If you are still here right now, 
You're not called to just like take up a sweaty spot on a seat. God has a purpose for you. He has a purpose through the revelation of Christ for your own life. Not just, well, my purpose is to help the church work. No, you are the church. <laughs> it's, it's a weird thing when we say that. Why? You're the church. You're the church. And so I believe that we have done a disservice in our culture thinking right now we're having church. Right now we think we're having church because we've been trained that way. Okay, let me explain. We need to this mind shift. This is the game changer moment today. This is the game changer moment where right now you're going, well, I'm, I'm doing church. I'm at church. Well, let's put this into real ways because what happens is we can't think that, well, man, we've got, you know, the greatest fog show and the greatest light show and, and all of that. That's, that's not church. What happens is we've created, myself included, we've cons- created consumerism. We've created a, this, this place where it's like this buffet where we come get our spiritual groceries at. And God's saying, stop shopping here. <laughs> He's saying, I've already given you those spiritual groceries. Start giving them away to those around you. We have to realize this mind shift, this game shift. Let me just share a few things with you. It's from thinking of services at 10.30 to 11.30 to service. How, how are we being a service to the community? How are we being a service to our school? Well, Pastor Chris, I don't know. What are you going to have us do? No, no, no. What is it that you are doing? You're part of the body of Christ. What Your body, your part of the body can do something that mine can't. And so we all have to be the body of Christ. It's not just about the services that we have. It's about the service. We have to go from programs to processes. You know, one of our biggest processes we looked at last week, it's not about the program. It's not even about mega sports camp or, or vacation Bible school this week. You know why we're doing that? It's to reach young kids. It's to tell them about the love of Jesus Christ. That's it. It's that simple. And Derek gets to have fun with a bunch of people that love sports. And he's excited and, and the team is excited. To do, yeah, and there's some of them in here. I know a lot of them are in here. And some of them are like, I, I think they even went to college for some of this. They, this is like huge, man. It's going to be awesome. But it's to this process of helping people discover their purpose. Helping them know God. Helping them find freedom. Helping them make a difference. I unpacked that last week. That's really the purpose of the Bridge Church. To go from demographics to discernment. Not, well, who are we trying to reach to get into our building? Then discerning, going, God, what is the spiritual atmosphere of our community right now? And what is it that we can do about it? How can we help? How can we get into it? It's going from models of church to missional church, to the mission. God, how can we, how can we go into our community? How can we go into all the world and do what you've told us to do? I've read that somewhere before. I think it's in Matthew. And we're going to read it in just a little bit. It's going from this attractional mindset to do whatever we can to get people in the door to worship Jesus. I'm tired of that. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of giving away crap to get people to worship Jesus. You know why we should worship Jesus? Because it's Jesus. Thank you for saying amen. It's about Him. It's about He's the game changer. He's the life changer. Not a free TV. Not, you know, it, that's not what it is. And so we have to go from this attractional model to this missional model. Let me, let me paint a real clear picture. It's like this. Any of you have been on a cruise ship? I've been on lots. I love cruise ships. I love traveling. That's where I spend my entertainment money. I love to, in fact, I went to Branson, Missouri this week and it made me feel so young. It was wonderful. Um, <laughs> if you've been there, you know what I mean. If you haven't, I'll just go sometime. Um, you have cruise ships. Some of my favorite part of cruise ships is the midnight buffet, man. You get to go up there 
Oh, dear Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord. You go up there and it is just this spread that you've never seen in these ice sculptures. And, and then you get the entertainment and, and while you're sleeping, the waves back and forth. And, you know, it's just, it's just it's wonderful. Some of you are getting seasick right now. And I just love it. And, and, and then the entertainment and, and the... The, oh, the food and 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 the food and, the food and uh, there's, then there's food. It's just awesome. We've done a really good job, myself included, making church look like a cruise ship. It's not. It's not sexy. It's not real fancy. You know, I used to say, if there's not pizza in heaven, I ain't going. Um... I think it's about the pizza. We're not a cruise ship. We're a battleship. We're a battleship. We should have F-16s, F-14s flying in and out all the time. Copters landing. We should be on the front lines. We should have communications degrees. We're out in the field. We're processing. We're eating rice and beans. And we're sending each other out. Next step closer is McDonald's. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We have a lot of people that work at McDonald's. I'm sorry if I offended you. I'm just sharing the truth. And then, oh, what we need to do... I love McDonald's. We need to do this. We have to stop going... Well, you have to uniform and conform to our ways. No, no, no. It's our job to catch them. We'll let God clean them. Okay? And so what we do is this. If we go from uniformity to diversity, we go from being professional. You know, we got we to gotta pay, you know, pay our drummer. He's my kid. You ain't paying him. All right? He's good, though. I think he's pretty good on drums. I like him. We have a lot of great drummers in our church, don't we? They're awesome. And, uh, and, and so here's the deal. It's not about paying professionals. It's about being passionate disciples of Jesus Christ. It's from going seating to sending, okay? Church is not a gathering. It's a scattering. You've heard me say that before. It's from all these decisions we've got to make. We've got to have committees. We've got to have boards and blah, blah, blah. Who here likes a board meeting? If you like a board meeting, we have prayer after service. I will lay hands on you and I'm going to lay them on you hard. If you like a board meeting, I maybe your board meeting is really good. I don't know. Maybe you have a buffet and you're on a cruise ship. Um, but we have to realize that we're not called to just sit around and make decisions. We're called to go make disciples. You ever been in that prayer service where we spend so, many t- so much time talking about what the, what the prayer request is rather than just praying? Let's stop talking about all the decisions we've got and just go do. Like, let's just, well, what if we screw up? I think God would rather us screw up and try than not do it at all and just sit in our seats. Is anyone with me this morning? Come on, I'm excited. We have to go from additional to exponential, okay? I'm married to a math teacher, and that's a big term for her, okay? That goes from just adding to exponential. Well, what, how do we do that? It's reasoning the fact that each of you has a purpose and a plan in your own life. You all have influence over people that no one else will. And that doesn't mean you go and you be all crazy and you like lay hands on them and you invite them to church and you be all weird. You just be the church. Be normal. Be who God's created you to be. If you're not normal, be that. That's okay. Just be you. Okay? It goes from these monuments in our church to the movements that the Holy Spirit wants to do within our community. It goes from ordained, which I am, but some of you out here are too. It goes from ordained to ordinary because where ordinary is, that's where the extraordinary is. 
Okay? We're all ordinary. Just because I have a, you know, a, a degree in pastoral studies doesn't mean, make me anything special. We are all just people here serving Jesus. It goes from organizations like the bridge to an organism. The church is a moving thing. We're working with Living Hope. We're working with the school district to reach our community for Christ. I don't know about you, but that doesn't just happen overnight. Isn't that crazy? The last is this. From come and see to go and be. Okay? From come and see to go and be. Uh, uh, missional, when we talk about this difference between attractional and missional, missional is a helpful term that's used to describe what happens when you and I replace that come to us and see with a go to them life. We take our life. Well, Pastor Chris, I, I miss church. I'm sorry because my neighbor invited me over and, and I was having a beer with him and we are just talking about Jesus. Praise God! You better go. I'll smack you if you come to church if he invites you to go do that. Well, Pastor, I didn't think you drink. I don't, but maybe you do. That's okay. All right. Okay. It's about Jesus. Not whether you like Bud Light or Miller Light. It's about Jesus. Okay. I don't like any light, but that's just me. All right. The church is not an end in of itself. And I'm talking about these four walls. I'm talking about the service that we do. The church is not an end in of itself. Let me, let me show you because... I know most of you, I hope, agree with me on this. If, if you agree with what I'm saying so far, would you say yeah? yeah? All right, 99% of you are right. So let me show you this. This is what we used to think was church. How many have ever been in a church like this? Anybody? Do you remember? How, how many, ha- you don't have to raise your hand, but how, how many have like really good memories? You know, you, you've got, some of you have bad memories. <laughs> Some of you right now, I wish you could all see what just happened in the church. <laughs> that was, thank you, that just made my day. That, I'm like, you had some good things happen, and like half of you were doing this. Mm, like, you're like, Grandma Ruth and Jello Salad, mm, you know? And how many remember your Jello Salad? You remember your Jello Salad here? It was decent, right? Okay. And, uh, and I think we picture church like this, though. When we, when we picture the church, Instantly, we're thinking something like a building. We're not thinking of ourselves sharing a beer with our neighbor. That's not what we instantly go to. We're not sitting there going, man, the people I'm working with, that's the church that God has for me. We're not thinking that. We're thinking, well, I, I don't know if I've gone through the membership class yet. I don't know if I've, I've done this yet. I have, I, have I given of my tithe? Have I not given of my tithe? Do I give? I don't care if you give or not. Can I just tell you that? I don't care if you give. I don't care if you serve. I care if you live your life for Jesus. That's what I care about. The rest will just take care of itself, all right? Let me show you what the church really is, though. Come on, somebody. Come on. That's the church. That is the church. I googled strange-looking people, and this is what came up. So I wanted to, I wanted to show you. So It's one of my favorite things a few weeks ago. We baptized 17 people. Baptism was great, but sitting around talking to some of your family that will never enter these doors... And just hearing the story of faith, getting to know their heart and their passion. I don't know about you, but you know, you realize every single person has a story. And their story is just as important as yours. They want their story to be heard. I love listening to people's story. I got to meet a couple, I, I hear a couple stories this morning that I hadn't heard before. Somebody I'd, I'd never met before. I love that. I love hearing those stories and seeing those stories unfold. i give you just the last couple thoughts here. Will you go back to the last one, the other one, and then back again? Let's vote. Go back to the other one. How many think this most represents the church, best represents the church? How many, go to the next one. How many of us think that best represents the church? 
What was in this, by the way? What was it? Watermelon? Oh, that sounds good. So here's what we have to do. We have to look outside of our traditional understanding of how we do church. We have to look outside and and realign with the biblical narrative of church. So let's bring it back a little over 2,000 years ago. Here's Jesus' words, what he said to his disciples. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You see, a life where it's all about Jesus, what it does is it informs and radically transforms our existence to one that's wholly focused on sacrificial living for him and for others. Where we adopt this missionary stance in relation to our culture. Okay, It's not like, here we are, no, we're in the culture. We're in the culture. The, The missional church is one where people are exploring and rediscovering what it means to be Jesus sent people as their identity, not vocation. No matter what your vocation is, no matter what you do for your living, God has sent you. He's called you. Some of you work with youth and teenagers. I I love that. You know, some of you are teachers. Some of you work with them athletically. Some of you are social workers. Some of you work in preschools. I I I know I'm missing a lot there. But it's not about your job or vocation. It's about those students that you have influence with. And it's your life. One of the students even agrees with me right now in the back. The missional church will be engaged with culture. Okay, stay with me. The missional church will be engaged with culture. In the world, but not of the world. Okay? Without being absorbed by culture. How many know culture is constantly trying to rename you? And trying to constantly rename the church? It will constantly try to do that over And over and over again. Don't let it. Look to your identity in Christ. The missional church understands there are certain people that will never come through those doors. When we we, uh, bought this building in 2013, just out of curiosity, how many saw it before we we transformed it? Anybody here? A few of you. If you saw this, uh, we transformed it. Uh, We put a lot of money into the building. This looked so bad and it smelled like rotten boy in the whole place. And, and many of you helped us get it to where it is now. But in the back, we used to have these two little skinny window strips. And I had a, a gentleman we had to require by the city to reside the entire front of the, of the building. And it was a, a friend of mine from high school that did it. And it's the first time he's ever been in a church. And, and, and I remember talking to him and I said, man, just come with. I, I was like inviting him. Like, I don't know how he could have said no to the invite. I'm like, dude, come on, man, just, just come with. And, and he stepped in here and he said... And he was actually he was at the door right there, and he was afraid to step in because he said, "If I do, I'm going to start on fire." And, and that was his thought. And that's some of ours. And some of you have people with that you work with that that's what they think. You need to show them the truth, not by preaching. Just be you. Just live your life. The missional church is not about the preaching Sunday morning, okay? But it's our lives lived daily. It's your life. Live daily. Go back to that scripture. Lydia, will you go back to that scripture for me? Verse 6. So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in Him. Continue to live your lives in Him. We share this last scripture and we'll close here. It says this in Acts. For this is what the Lord has commanded us. I have made you a light for the Gentiles that 
you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. I want to repeat it, just in case we didn't get it. I have made the person sitting next to me a light for the Gentiles, that the person next to me may bring salvation to the ends of... No, no, it doesn't... It didn't say that. Let me, let me read it again. I, I got it wrong. I only made the pastor to be a light for the Gentiles, that only a pastor may bring... No, I, I got it wrong. I, I only made Becca a light for the Gentiles. I only made Becca to bring... No, no, wait, wait, wait. wait. Let, me, let me read it again. Because I keep getting it wrong. I'm so sorry. It's just so ingrained in me the wrong way that I don't want you to miss it. Oh, here it is. I have made you a light for those that are Gentiles. That's non-Jewish heritage. So everybody in St. Francis is what that means. That you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. I always say no pressure on Sunday mornings. Oh, there's pressure today. It's up to you. Yeah, you. It's up to you. You see, words alone, they're not sufficient. I can't just shout it out and preach and believe that everybody's going to come to the saving knowledge of Christ because of these magic words. I'm no Billy Graham or Stephen Furtick or whoever you listen to. Words are not sufficient. It's how the gospel is embodied in our community that's important. And that's more important than what you say. It's you living your life. I had this revelation. In fact, this wasn't even in my notes until this morning. You ever had that like, ah, moment? Like without your wife like telling you about it? I had one. And it was this morning. This wasn't even my notes. And I believe that I, this is what I want you to grasp today. If you are a Christian, if you've said yes to a relationship with Jesus, you will go to heaven. Okay? If not, you can put the number up right now there. Um, if not, you can text that and say yes. You don't even have to write down your name. It's totally anonymous. But we want to pray with you if you want to say yes to a relationship with Jesus. But let me say this. For those of you that have already committed to a relationship with Jesus... This was the revelation I had this morning. Here it is. If you are a Christian, a Christ follower, do you remember that that song? This little light of mine, I'm going to... You remember it? Okay. Um, I, I didn't even grow up in the church and I heard that song. You're the light, okay, because of Jesus in you. All right? You are Christ's light. And here's what I realized. We all, we've all maybe heard that the light shines brightest in the dark. Ready for this? This is mind-blowing. You realize your light shines least in the church? It's just mind-blowing. This morning as I was reading my devotions for today, I was like, our light shines the least when we're together because it's really bright right now with all of us here. Your light comes alive and shines like one of those Meg police flashlights when you go out into all the world and you share the gospel and you preach the truth, sometimes without even words. Now, if you knew the power of God in your life to be true, if you knew it to be real, if you knew it was all about Jesus, there would be nothing holding us back if we knew that was the only way. Nothing living us back from living our lives out or inviting or, or going or bringing. And here's what I want to ask you to do right now. I need everybody to take out your phone. Action step this morning. Take out your phone. If you don't have one, borrow the one next to you. And if they're single, you're welcome. If you're single too. And if you're a mom of teenagers or a dad of teenagers, you're welcome and I'm sorry. All right, there. Now we got that out of the way. That's what I want you to do. You're called to reach somebody. Maybe you're scared to death of sharing Jesus with them. 
please get over it. (laughs) Just share your life. But here's what I want to ask you to do. I want you to text one person's name, not yours, that you're going to pray for. Are you going to have influence over? Are you going to bring, we do the block party? Church, we're celebrating nine years, September 29th this year. And it's not about us, it's about him, all right? It's about him. And so we do food trucks and a bunch of stuff, and it's just so much fun. But I want you to text person's name, because I'm going to pray for him. Derek's going to pray for him this week. Person that you know you can be the light to, however that is, all right? I don't care if you're 8 or 108. I want you to just text me a name. This is confidence. This is our church phone. This isn't even my cell phone. Derek and I'll pray. We won't give this to anybody else, but we're going to pray for them. And I want you to be the influence that you have over them. As you, you can keep texting or figuring out who, but I'm going to pray for you so we can get ready to go eat as a church this morning. God, I thank you that we're the church. I thank you, Lord, that your shoulders are big enough to carry our burdens, to carry our desires, our hurts, our failures, our fears. God, you carry us. And we just want to say we love you. And Lord, this morning, we want to pray for every single name that was just texted to the church phone. Every name that matters. Every name that you've spoke to somebody this morning to pray for or to invite or to live their life or to go to their garage and hang out. Or, or they, you put them on their heart for a reason. I pray that they would come to know you. I pray if there's anyone here this morning that needs to know you, they would just type yes. They would say yes to a relationship with you. May we live it out, God. May we be the church, not just for one hour as a service, but throughout the rest of the week as that game changes. And Lord, today we want to thank you for the meal we're about to receive as a church together. May people look at us and go, man, they got something different, special. What's going on? And may they want what you have to offer. So God, we thank you for the meal that we're about to receive. And Lord, would you just bless the rest of our day. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, can we give them some praise this morning? Come on, let's lift them up. This has been a podcast of The Bridge Church. Have a great week. Stop in Sunday sometime and visit. If you would like to give, you can do so online at sfbridge.org. Have a great week.